Hello, folks, and welcome to Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. I'm your co-host, Lee Strickland. And I'm Al Leone. Well, hey, Al. Hey, Lee. How are you doing? I am doing uh, good. It's uh, 2023, and we're back from kind of an unintended hiatus. Woo! Happy New Year! Happy end of, like, parental leave! Yeah! We're adults! <laughs> yeah, so uh, for folks that are a little shocked to see us back, I know we had kind of left September with this, like, we'll be back, we've got good plans, and then, um, yeah, having a baby really eats up your free time. You know, I really didn't give enough credit to how hard it is to have a newborn. I was like, oh, it'll be like a puppy. You know, you like put him down and he goes to bed. But then you're like, how do I make sure you sleep? So life has been hard and there's been a learning curve. And we just decided to give ourselves the grace to like prioritize our kid and I think we're in a good spot and we're ready to start podcasting again. Yeah, I think so. Um, he is currently asleep on your lap. He so is. He's adorable. You might hear some faint baby sounds in the background of this recording, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. C- come join us through the <laughs> odyssey that is parenthood. Yes. So um, we kind of talked about where to pick up or what to start with for this so we're continuing doing just the single songs yes for the time being and we kind of just decided to start back with where we left off so that puts us at what would have been our halloween episode for 2022 and is now our like beginning of the year intention setting episode for 2023 set them intentions wacky this year (laughs) so today's episode is Warren Zevon's song, Werewolves of London. Ah, Exactly. So I'm super excited about this one. Well, Lee, let's dive in. Tell us all about it. So Warren William Zevon, born January 24, 1947, passed September 7, 2003, was an American rock singer, songwriter, and musician. Zevon's most famous compositions include Werewolves of London, Lawyers, Guns, and Money, and Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner. All three songs were featured on his third album, Excitable Boy, released in 1978, the title track of which is also fairly well known. He also wrote major hits that were recorded by other artists, including Poor Poor Pitiful Me, Accidentally Like a Martyr, Muhammad's Radio, Carmelita, and Hasten Down the Wind. Along with his own work, he recorded and performed occasional covers, including Alan Two Saints' A Certain Girl, Bob Dylan's Knocking on Heaven Door, Heaven's Door, Leonard Cohen's First We Take Manhattan, Steve Winwood's Back in the High Life Again, and Prince's Raspberry Beret. What? I know. That's a lot of, like, really big songs. Yeah, he's, like, he's a really good musician. Mm-hmm. Um, Zevon's early music industry success successes were found as a session musician, jingle composer, songwriter, touring musician, musical coordinator, and band leader. Despite all of this, Zevon struggled to break through in his solo career until his music was performed by Linda Ronstadt. Beginning with her 1976 album, Hasten Down the Wind, this launched a cult following that lasted 25 years with Zivon making occasional returns to album and singles charts until his death from mesothelioma in 2003. 
He briefly found a new audience by teaming up with members of R.E.M. in the blues rock outfit Hindu Love Gods for a 1990 album release, although no tour followed that. Known for his dry wit and satirical lyrics, he was a guest uh, numerous times on Late Night with David Letterman and The Late Show with David Letterman. And a lot of those interviews are available on YouTube. I would highly recommend watching them because David Letterman is a huge Warren Zevon fan. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. He did an interview with David Letterman like a few weeks before he passed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really interesting interview because, I mean, he's definitely like he's very sick, obviously, and is just kind of opening up a lot about like end of life decisions and you know what it all looks like yeah I, I don't feel like you hear people talk about that very much let alone on a syndicated talk show yeah I feel like it normalizes this end of life thing that everybody is like oh if I talk about that too loud like the grim reaper will find me and it's like that's not really how death works yeah exactly um so a little bit about the album that werewolves of London is off of um so the song is uh, off of the 1978 album Excitable Boy. Um, it was composed by uh, Warren Zevon, Leroy Marinell, and Wadey Watchell. Um, and the track features Fleetwood Max, Mick Fleetwood, and John McVie on drums and bass, respectively. The single was released by Asylum Records. Uh, and was a top 40 U.S. hit and the only top 40 U.S. hit of Zivon's career, reaching number 21 on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Super cool. I did not know that uh, Mick Fleetwood and John McVie played on this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how interesting that this is the song, because I'm sure people like David Letterman that are super into Warren Zivon would be like, it's a good song. It's probably not his best song. But, like, it's the one that gets the traction. Right. It's the one that caught on. Um, So a little bit about the song. So the song began as a joke by Phil Everly from the Everly Brothers to Zevon in 1975, over two years before the recording session for Excitable Boy. Everly had watched a television broadcast of the 1935 film Werewolf of London and suggested to Zevon that he adapt the title for a song and dance craze. Uh, Zivon, Marinell, and Watchell played with the idea and wrote the song in about 15 minutes, all contributing lyrics that were transcribed by Zivon's then-wife named Crystal. However, none of them uh, took the song seriously. Soon after, Zivon's friend, Jackson Brown, saw the lyrics and thought Werewolves of London had potential and began performing the song during his own live concerts. What? T-Bone Burnett also performed the song, on the first leg of Bob Dylan's Rolling Thunder Review Tour in the autumn of 1975. Burnett's version of the song included um, alternate or partly improvised lyrics mentioning stars from classic Hollywood cinema, along with mentions of vanished labor leader Jimmy Hoffa and adult film stars Marilyn Chambersand uh, Linda Lo- and Linda Lovelace. Um, Excitable Boy and Werewolves of London were considered for but not included on Zivon's self-titled second uh, album in 1976. Um, According to Watchell, Werewolves of London was the hardest song to get down in the studio I've ever worked on. However, 
Watchell uh, laid down his solo in only one take. So he's the guitar player. Oh, cool. Um, they tried at least seven different configurations of musicians in the recording studio before satis- uh, before being satisfied with um, McVie and Fleetwood's contributions. Uh, the protracted studio time and musicians' fees led to the song eating up most of the album's budget. The song's lyrics, um, quote, he was looking for a place called Lee Ho Fuck's gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein refer to uh lee ho fuck a chinese restaurant on 15 gerard street in london's chinatown which is in the east or sorry the west end of london um egon ronay's uh dunlop guide for 1974 discusses the restaurant and said it served um cantonese cuisine over zivon's Objections, Electro Records chose Werewolves of London as the album's first single. He preferred Johnny Strikes Up the Band or Tenderness on the Block. The song was a quick hit, staying on the Billboard Top 40 for over a month. Well, that answers my burning question, because listening to this song, like, as Zivon goes in, he talks about, like, the werewolves of London and seeing them out and like don't answer the knock on your door because uh you know a little old lady got done in late last night um but then there's a line later where they're talking about somebody doing the werewolves of one London with the queen and I'm like is it a person or a dance I don't know it's both whoa yeah pretty crazy it's um yeah I think that's part of what makes the song so good is that you're kind of like wait is it like is it a cryptoid or is it a dance Mm -hmm. or is it like what is is this just a person like Mm. a disheveled person yeah is this just a very hairy man who would like some chinese food like what's (laughs) going on because we've all been there i listen chinese food has been there for me when a lot of other things haven't been it's true it's really great so yeah i mean this song is just so much fun and you only really hear it on the radio around Halloween. Mm-hmm. So I think it has been kind of pigeonholed into a Halloween song without actually intending to be one. Yeah. You know? And uh, how interesting. You see this throughout music, you know, not infrequently, that these artists don't, like, really care about a song, and then that song becomes their hit. Oh, I know. And then, like, these poor folks, every time they perform, they have to do this. And they're like, oh, this song again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. If you look up live versions of Warren Zevon doing the song, he will play with the lyrics a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's the line about, like, and his hair was perfect. Oh, yeah. I and wonder who his tailor is. Yeah. I wonder who his tailor is. And so he changes that to his hair was perfect. He's looking like James Taylor. Oh. And he used to sing that pretty frequently. And there were some other ones, but that's the one that I've heard most often. Nice. Well, speaking of live versions, so we listened to Zevon's version. And then, of course, we had to listen to the Grateful Dead rendition. We listened to the Grateful Dead's cover from 7878 at uh, Red Rocks Amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado. Woo, which, hey, that's where we got married. Exactly. So we got married there, so it seemed fitting that we cover that version. Uh, And the Grateful Dead and Jerry Garcia in his various solo projects have performed covers of this version, like, not 
I think the Grateful Dead did less than 10 times. And the Jerry Garcia band did quite often. Um, it, I mean, any time of year. Well, I can see why. Like, I mean, as one would expect, the Grateful Dead version is jammy. But it's an awesome song to jam to. It is. There's a lot going on. And Jerry Garcia was a big fan of old horror films. Oh, cool. So I'm sure he was super interested in learning the song because there's so many references to, you know, Lon Chaney and werewolves and everything. Which Lon Chaney, one of the big films they did. White Christmas. Phantom of the Opera. Miracle on 34th Street. Okay, the holidays are over, sir. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Lon Chaney was the Phantom. Mm-hmm. Named? Eric. Eric. <laughs> yeah, so I I like this version. Um, the Red Rocks one is pretty fun. The slide guitar is a little twangy sometimes for me, but, you know, that's, that's slide guitar for you. Yeah, there is a version that we couldn't bring ourselves to listen to, which is off of Kids Bop, um, which I'm like a little curious about how they adapted it. But, you know, if that's your bag, if you got some kids going on right now, they might be interested in it, too. Yeah, because I agree. Like how because I'm sure they're not having these kids sing little old lady got mutilated late last night. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, what did they replace that with? Did they just cut it? And I couldn't bring myself to listen to a bunch of kids sing this awesome song. It's just too much. That's just out of tune. (laughs) So bad. Um, So yeah, for me, this song definitely brings up a lot of memories of Halloween. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of where you always heard it was Halloween. So definitely think back to being a kid and going trick-or-treating and those that brand of song that you only hear at that one time of year mm-hmm. and i know for the past couple of years we've been trying to pick different halloween songs that primarily happen at that time of year yeah um and i kind of like that this one is now our opening song for the year well you know the thing that i really appreciate about this song is how fun and playful it is and i think that that's a fine theme to carry through into 2023 is like life is supposed to be fun and there are going to be playful moments and like even if it's not the right time of year for it you know that you shouldn't restrict your joy to a certain point in time you should just allow your joy to be and so I'm happy that this is our intro to 2023 even if it's a little out of time yeah this song hearing you say that made me think so in college right in gunnison colorado we you had to drive any if you wanted to get anywhere outside of gunnison you had to drive like at least you know 45 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. um, and that was like at the shortest yeah um and so i was in a car with some folks and one of the friends in the car was like very against like car karaoke mm. you know and there's always one would just like shudder and groan when you know they would people would put songs on that everybody would sing along to Mm -hmm. and if you put this song on this was the one song that he would sing along to nice so anytime he was in the car and carpool karaoke started this song would inevitably make an appearance at least once well of course because as soon as it's like ah, like you gotta howl along with it 
Oh yeah, as soon as you hear the drums and the piano, you immediately know what this song is and everybody can howl along to a song. Mm-hmm. So Although I will say, like, I hadn't heard this song until you introduced me to it. So Really? Yeah, it might be like a fun party trick for folks to pull out and be like, I have a new song for us. Have you heard this song? <laughs> and they'll be like, What, nineteen seventy eight? Listen, cool things happened in the seventies. Yeah, disco was a thing. Bell bottoms. The dream. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I would say um if if you know this song, if you've not heard this song, uh definitely listen to more of Warren Zevon. I would say check out this Excitable Boy album because mm-hmm. I think it's his best work. Um but yeah, definitely check out more of Warren Zevon, even if this is the only song of his you know, because getting into his back catalog, you really pick up a lot more of his style for lyrics and just how sarcastic he could be Mm -hmm. um like lawyers guns and money is probably my favorite song that he does yeah and it's it's just hilarious nice takes a couple listens to figure out all the lyrics but when you do it's really funny well lee thanks for sharing it thanks for getting back into the podcasting world with me um and right now our intention is to do two a month they'll just be songs but uh we'll see what life brings we're being graceful with ourselves this year yeah we um will try as well to be better about updating on social media should an episode not be coming out or be coming out late uh, because i do know some of you folks follow us there again we're on facebook um as songs of our own podcast and we're also on instagram at songs of our own podcast give us a follow give us a like give us all the things that i'm spacing on because i'm not a social media guru and you're very sleep deprived still (laughs) very sleep deprived so lee what are we going to be talking about for our next episode so for our next episode of the month um that would have put us in november last year so november is always an arlo guthrie song So we are going to be covering Arlo Guthrie's Coming In to Los Angeles. Perfect. Well, y'all, if you'd like to listen ahead, check out the one, the only, the wonderful Arlo uh, coming into Los Angeles. And until we get to be with you again, this has been Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. Until we get to be with you again, enjoy your own songs.